Welcome back to the Naked Again podcast. I am your host, Toby. I am a writer, mental health therapist, and Christian by faith. I am glad to meet with you again in the garden. If you are joining us for the first time, I welcome you. Take your shoes off and chill a while. Keep in mind that every episode of the podcast, we will be using our visualization um, and imagining what it's like to be in the garden because we are journeying toward being naked again. So keep in mind that we are in the garden, in the presence of God, the creator, free to wander around naked with our thoughts and desires. For some of us, we may find that it is challenging to remain naked in the garden. Um, Maybe the past couple of episodes that we've had a chance to sit with, some questions have come up for us. And it's not so comfortable getting naked with these thoughts, but I encourage you to press into that conflict. I encourage you to press into those voices um, that are coming up for you, perhaps challenging you to question some things or challenging you to um, be bold about some things or challenging you to be more gentle with yourself. So some of us may have to re-enter the garden and give ourselves the permission to be naked again as we journey alongside each other. Keep it in mind, it's, it's grace every step of the way. Um, so please be gentle. There is no pressure to imagine this place because I believe that we all have the grace to re-enter the garden as much times as we need through our process. I do hope that your week is starting off well or ending well, depending on when you are giving this a listen. I hope that you've taken a moment to check in with yourself today. Give yourself a wink, a pat, even a hug. Um, Check in with yourself. Today, I wanted us to explore the, the voices and perspectives that have led and guided us through the development of our sensual self. Fittingly so, we are in Genesis today. We are in Genesis chapter 3 for our third episode, verse 11 to be exact. In this garden scene, God calls out Adam and Eve and questions them about their knowledge of their nakedness. At this point of their sexual journey, they had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They have discovered that they were naked in their natural state and they have decided that it wasn't the wave (laughs) um they have concluded after one conversation with the serpent that they needed to sew some leaves together to cover up and be hidden from god so god called out to them and asked some questions in verse 10 adam tells god that he heard god's voice in the garden Became afraid because he was naked and then hid himself. Y'all, I had to wrestle the church girl in me not to go all out about this here scripture. 
Um, so I'm going to try from an objective standpoint as a therapist. I am compelled to therapeutically challenge the person of Adam about clarifying why he was really afraid. Because there was a sequence that although Adam didn't readily admit or share with God in his response, God rewinded the scenario, right? Or rewind. God rewind the scenario to get to the core. See, Adam was either forgetful of what other voice or voices guided him to make his decision, or he just conveniently omitted that part. We'll never know. By the time God questions Adam and Eve, though, they had already embraced this knowledge that they ought to be afraid of being naked in the presence of the one who created them naked. So God asked them, who told you you were naked? In the garden today, I want us to consider that line of of questioning that demands that we rewind a bit, you know, take a few steps back, that demands for us to travel back to the voices, to the encounters that guided us to conclude on matters that had to do with our nakedness. I wonder if some of my questions reflect or resemble some of yours. Who told you that you had to wait before marriage to have sex? Who told you that you couldn't or shouldn't wait? Who told you that you were not worth waiting for? Who told you that you had to have sex to be loved? Who told you that sex was the way to be closer to your partner? Who told you that the more sexually experienced you were, the better? Who told you that it was a shame to not know so much about sex by a certain age? Who told you that your sexual self is the best and most raw and and just amazing part of who you are as a human being? Who told you that it was abnormal to not want to have sex? Who told you that you could have sex and not feel anything for the person? Who told you that you having sex was not a big deal? Who told you that it was? Who told you that to have a sexual past or history is shameful or praiseworthy? Who told you? Can you trace back the voices that have guided you along the way? For some of us, our sexual self has been guided to be unrestricted, open, unguarded, and perhaps not even self-disciplined in a way that protects us, by the way. Since we are being naked again at, at a point in my journey, I know that I was one who learned to be falsely empowered by that idea that I can be as wild and open as I wanted to be about my sexual self and in discovery and that it wouldn't hurt me it was just part of life it's what you do you know you're growing up toby that was a lying voice (laughs) y'all and we'll talk more about that in future episodes for some of us that self has been guided to be timid repressed oppressed and not given the opportunity to mature and develop 
And once again, I can relate because I was one who, growing up in a traditional culture, heavily laced with religion and regulations that demanded my silence and submission to the voices outside of me about the sexual self, you know, that would inevitably come forth as I grew up. I spoke in a little more detail in the previous episode on pressures last week. So shameless plug here. Give that a listen if you haven't already. Stop playing. And I do want to clarify what I mean by the inevitable development of the sexual self. By by maturity, I am referring to a conscious, progressive development and understanding and a whole acceptance of your body as part of your deepest self. I believe that this process of growth and maturity is what affords us the freedom to unashamedly know others fully and be known both sexually and non-sexually. For me, as I matured in my understanding of my sensual self, I started to discover the gaps that many voices led me to create, you know, in embracing this separate, distant sexual self, you know, one that was distanced from the sensual self. It was like two different parts of me. One was natural and one was not natural. At least that's how I experienced it. To avoid confusion, I want to emphasize that throughout our journey on the Naked Again podcast, we will navigate through the sexual self, that is the the either active or inactive self that is at least aware of what sex is, the, the physical pleasure of sex. So the sexual self and the sensual self. The sensual self will sometimes be referred to as the deepest self. I believe that before we ever learned to be sexual and embrace the sexual self, we were first one with our sensual self. Consider the human development from infancy. Um, Consider how we grow up as a baby. How critical the function of sensory is to a baby and its caregiver. You know, we we were created to sense our existence in relation to others, to touch and be touched, to know and be known, even before we would grow to understand what it meant. Our our natural state of being in this world is one that that craves intimacy with another. In mental health, the ability to communicate that understanding and to relate healthily with other people is actually very critical to how the brain forms and functions. There are research studies that shows the different formation of the brain for you know children who unfortunately are neglected or do not have maternal um, nurturing or enough touch in that tender age like this is real and i am often amazed by how intimately designed we are by the creator it is a passion for me honestly to to journey alongside others to journey alongside one another on our road to rediscovering this intimacy that god initiated when he breathed life 
into me, into you, into us as human beings. That intimacy is is that deep knowledge of another person while feeling deeply known yourself. So if we are still standing in the garden, sitting in the garden, I'm wondering even more questions. The who told you's, right? Who told you that sex meant intimacy? Or that sex was necessary to feel intimate with someone you care for deeply? Who told you that sex was meaningless? Who told you? Or that sex was everything? Because sexual addiction is a real thing. Who told you? As you go about this week, I invite you to question the voices that have guided you up until this point of your sexual self journey. I I invite you to undress the shame, the fear, the guilt, the uncertainties of being naked in the presence of your maker with the questions that you and I may still be wrestling with. As we awaken ourselves to the impact of these voices, is it time for a new voice to guide you? Perhaps your voice, the voice of your sensual self, your deepest self, to guide you on the matters of sex and intimacy, the voice of the self within you that recognizes that God breathed himself into you for a purpose so much deeper than a sexual experience in your quest for intimacy, a sexual experience in my quest for intimacy with God, with myself, and with others. Until next time, friend, let's meet again next week in the garden on the Naked Again podcast. Da-do-da-do-do-do-da-do-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da